This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, we're talking about the truth, we hope, about holiday weight gain. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now, and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin, but I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to dip it, die it thin. Won't tell you lies thin. I won't smallifies thin, but I realize I guess I'll have to exercise. All right, welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I am your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting.com. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is where we try to inspire each other to lose weight, to keep each other on track. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. I'm just a dude in the basement trying to lose weight like you. And unfortunately, one of the reasons I believe subconsciously, it's been a while since I've put out an episode. Uh, the last one was around Halloween, and here it's uh, the 26th of November. I think part of that is the last time I talked to you, I weighed 207 pounds, and today I weigh 210. Yeah, so I'm a little walking in here with my uh, tail tucked between my legs. We're going to talk about that a little bit today, because I really kind of sat back and went, okay, seriously, seriously, Dave, what's the deal? Uh, But before we get to that, let's talk, uh, but we got some uh, emails in here from Letty. Hey, she said, Dave, just a clarification on your Halloween one, the calorie counts you listed in the podcast, you said that Andy's mints were 200 calories. This is correct, but it's for eight pieces. There are 25 calories in each individual candy. Uh, the Hershey miniatures, like the Mr. Good bar you mentioned, are indeed around 200 calories, but that's for five pieces. They're about 40 calories per candy. I think many of the bars you quoted were for full bar sizes. A general rule of thumb is a full candy bar is around 250 calories. For example, full-size Snickers, mmm, Snickers is 270 calories. A fun size is about 95 and a mini is about 45 uh, sent from her iPhone. So Letty, thank you so much for that. And while we're in the process of correcting Dave, see, I'm, I'm just a dude in the basement. Becca left a comment out at the blog post said, Dave, I would like to, because I talked about Halloween candy. And then if you're looking for a healthy snack, I'm a big fan of eggs. And I was trying to find out if healthy, if eggs are healthy or not. And she said, I respectfully disagree with you about not eating egg yolks. In your podcast, you listed all the great nutrition uh, found in eggs, including vitamin A, E, and K, all fat-soluble vitamins found only in the yolk. Also, the yolk contains 99% of the zinc, 90% of the calcium, and 95% of the folate. You're better off eating the whole egg. And if you're concerned about total fat, and she says you shouldn't be, but that's a whole other argument, uh, just eat less of something else later that day. So I stand corrected. That's half the fun of getting information off the internet. 
And uh, that's why we try to take a no-nonsense approach. And, and I'm full of nonsense lately. And uh, so I've always been saying how – well, here's here's what's – here's partly one of the reasons why. I, I And I talked about this a couple episodes ago. If It's great to have a workout partner unless your workout partner isn't going. In my case, I wanted my workout partner to be my wife. And she has announced – that she is going on a diet. She's going to get in shape starting January. And I was like, oh, that's just bad, you know, because it's just giving her a green light to eat whatever she wants and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, honey, come in. She's like, no, nope, I'm not going to worry about it. And I was like, all right. She's like, but if you want to go to the gym, you go to the gym, you have my blessing. And I'm like, okay, because that was my whole thing is if I uh, if I uh, go to the gym at night, I'm taking time away from family time. And she's like, no, no, you go do your thing. So that's kind of cool on her point. So I, I Googled the truth about holiday weight gain. And this is from, oh, great googly moogly. What is your website? PLOS.org, I guess. It's the obesity panacea. Sneezing your way to a big belly, do allergy medications. No, that's not that. Um, obesity panacea is that. It's uh, The authors are Travis Sanders, who's a PhD, a student researching the relationships between sedentary time and chronic disease, and Peter Janizewski has a PhD in clinical exercise. So while I'm not a doctor, these guys are. So, and these dudes should have a podcast. I need to contact them. Um, so I'm reading this article that Travis wrote. Because we've always heard that the average American gains between 7 and 10 pounds in the holidays. And I'm like, you know, that's a lot of Christmas cookies and a lot of Halloween candy and a lot of Thanksgiving turkey and uh, a lot of not going out here in Ohio. So I hate to read to you on the podcast, but I found this rather interesting. He says, today I'd like to revisit an issue which is becoming a bit of a holiday tradition here in Obesia Panacea. We first reported on this issue in January 2009 when a number of our colleagues noticed that an interesting poster at the local gym throughout the holidays, uh, the poster was back again the next year. And so this year I've decided to put it up post preemptively. Uh, and basically what it says is the average person gains 7 to 10 pounds over the holidays. So he says, this immediately raises a few questions. Where does this information come from? Who is the average person they're speaking of? Are they aged 18 or 80? Does it include kids, seniors, different ethnicities? Question number two, if the average person gains 7 to 10 pounds, that means that some people are gaining much more. Is that even physically possible over a one or two week period? The definition of holiday season varies widely from person to person. Canada has a population of roughly 33 million. If we gained an average of nine pounds over the holidays as a nation, we are about to put on 290 billion pounds this year alone. He says in the U.S. it would mean a collective holiday weight gain of roughly three billion pounds. That is interesting. See, to me, I, I consider the holiday season, I used to think it was uh, Thanksgiving through Christmas, but I, I now consider Halloween part of that because let's face it, it's almost uh, Merry Halloween. I mean, it was interesting that that Black Friday now starts on Thursday, pretty much, right? It just it, they just rush everything, and I'm sure the minute Christmas is over, they'll bust out the you know Valentine's Day stuff. Anyway, since so this seven to ten pound weight gain statistic seems a bit strange, so I decided to look up on Google Scholar. Didn't even know there was such a thing. Fortunately, I came across an excellent article from the New England New England Journal of Medicine, which examines this very issue. Now, back in 2000. Yanovsky, Yanov, Yanovsky and colleagues examined the amount of weight gain during the American holiday season, which is from American Thanksgiving until New Year's. Then, as now, the claim of 7 to 10 
holiday weight gain was quite common. Yanofsky reports the organizations ranging from CNN to the Texas Medical Association used the information in press releases during the holiday season of that year. In addition, self-reported studies tell us that people believe they gain five pounds or more over the holidays, but that does not necessarily mean they do. Now, fortunately, Yanofsky and colleagues objectively measured the body weight of 195 men and women over the course of the year. The report that the average weight gain from mid-November to mid-January was less than a pound. Less than 10% of the participants gained five pounds or more. The weight gain during the holiday season was, however, significantly greater than that during the pre- or post-holiday period, and the holiday weight gain was not lost over the course of the year. There's the key point. Okay, so it may not be 7 to 10 pounds, but whatever we're gaining, we're not losing. So what does this story tell us? Well, first of all, it tells us that the idea that the average person gauged large amounts of weight during the holidays is completely untrue. I stand corrected. On a somewhat more serious note, because I've said that, like, I just thought it was like just gospel. I've heard it. It's one of those things, if you hear it over and over and over and over enough, you just think it's true. On a somewhat more serious note, the, the Yanofsky study also tells us that on average, people do gain a small but significant amount of weight over the holidays, which is maintained throughout the course of the year. So if you think about that, I mean, how did I get to where I am? Well, I'm getting old. And so if I gain a pound a year, I'm 47. You know, so, uh, you know, when, since I was 25, you know, uh, let's see, how long have I been divorced? You know, and then I got remarried. But I mean, it's, yeah, it, a pound a year adds up, kids. Uh, not enough to warrant fear mongering, but enough to cause some concern. A pound or two a year can add up over time. And some people do experience significant weight gain, a phenomenon which was significantly more common in overweight and obese individuals. I think that is a case of once the ball starts to roll, it's easier to keep rolling. And I think when you're overweight and obese, you can you you really take a small mental it, it takes a strong excuse me a strong mental capacity to stop that because you're obese and you're like going ugh what's the point right it's easy to give up it's easier i would think to give up it would harder to fight maybe i don't know it is an issue which is forth following but one that i hope people aren't losing sleep over so remember as we move deeper into the holiday season don't let the gingerbread man whether on your plate or a poster get you down and if you do notice a poster at the gym, please leave a comment below to let us know and feel free to send them a copy of this post. Big thanks to our friends Wendy and Jeff Steven for letting us know about the poster and their helpful comments. Boy, I wish I could give you – it looks like it's PLO uh, – let me go to this website. PLOS.org is kind of their default, but it's like blog.plors. I mean, I'll put a link to it out in the show notes if you want to read this. Yeah, if you go to plos.com, it's the Public Library of Science. So I'll have to contact these guys and go, why don't you have a podcast or something? Uh, but I'll put a link to this out. It's uh, Obesity Panacea, and it's uh, one of the PLOS blogs, So, which is Diverse Perspective on Science and Medicine. So uh, Travis and Peter, thanks for the great post, and we stand All right, this is an interesting uh, article. I just found this. Uh, this is from Fit Day. 
FitDay is a uh, software that you can purchase and uh, you know track your calories and everything. Like, it's a great piece of software, and uh, you can find that I believe at logicalloss.com forward slash FitDay. If not, I'll put a link to it out in the show notes. But uh, the article says, "Start the near year ahead of the game," and this is by Maria Fairs, who is a registered dietitian. Now it's interesting why, because I just found this article. It says. While the hoopla over the holiday bulge, the trouble isn't necessarily the number of pounds we put on. It's that once we gained one or two, and then we can't get rid of them, which is what we just talked about in the last article. There are lots of ways to continue our exercise program in spite of a hectic holiday schedule to stay slim no matter what. Simply follow these strategies. So how do you stay slim in the winter? Number one, it's not uncommon for people to gain up to 10 pounds during the holiday months. Interesting, don't you think? We just read an article that said, eh, no, no, that's kind of folklore. Uh, take heart. This does not have to happen to you. Focus on the benefits uh, you stand to gain. If you can continue to working through the fall and winter months, make it your goal to start the new year ahead of the game, not with an extra pound to lose. If you think about it, that is a horrible way to start the year. Exercise is critical to control uh, weight this time of year. Keep your workouts consistent through the holiday season to compensate for any extra seasonal calories. Uh, exercise will help burn off some additional calories. Keep in mind, however, that you have to run approximately 30 minutes to burn off one piece of nut fudge. And that's one of the things I was looking at. Um, if you gain a pound, I just got done walking for 30 minutes and it burned 115 calories. If I gain an extra pound, I'm going to have to walk for 30 minutes, 30 and a half times for, for one pound. A month of walking will get off one pound. So if you gain that one pound because you like nut fudge, you know, enjoy your month burning that off. Uh, maintain a regular exercise schedule. Commit to 50 to 60 minutes, seven days a week. Vary your workouts depending on how much time you have. Write your workout schedule on in your calendar and keep these appointments. We've heard that before. Treat it like a doctor's appointment. Ideally, you should exercise first thing in the morning. This way you won't have to blow it off because of a social gathering later in the day. This can be as simple as a 15-minute walk some days, but it's very important that you do something every day. This keeps your metabolism elevated and helps control your appetite and energizes you. Take a walk, she says. The holidays are often spent with families and friends. Do some of the socializing while walking or cycling or go to the gym together for a weight workout. Got to be honest with you, don't see me dragging the family to the gym. Wish I could, but uh, is it too chilly to go outdoors? It definitely is here in Ohio. Uh, try indoor cardio alternatives such as jump rope, exercise videos, step step ups, hold uh, steps ups, hold weights in each hand, and step down on a four to eight inch step. Or when doing holiday shopping, give yourself extra time to do twenty minutes of dedicated mall walking. That's a good one. Although it's really hard to do mall walking in the holiday season because you always got the person in front of you with the five strollers or the twelve children on strings that they're pulling along, right? Take advantage of the season and do some winter outdoor activities with a family like skiing, sledding, or tubing, ice skating, snowboarding, or snow shoveling. Snow shoveling, be careful with that. Snow, that's one thing. Um, I actually shovel the sidewalk, and then when it comes to the driveway, I use the snowblower. But, man, snow shoveling is great exercise. You come in sweaty. Uh, if you're older, be careful with that because you can actually have a heart attack. We have people here die every year in Ohio shoveling snow. She says, these fun activities burn between 450 and 600 calories per hour for a 150-pound person. If time is an issue, shorten your, your cardio uh, workout, but increase the intensity by doing intervals. Alternate 20 to 30 seconds uh, of more difficult bursts with two miles of your usual intensity. 
Yeah, we've always heard about uh, interval training. Check out uh, getgymboss.com. There's a great little tool. In fact, uh, I have mine right here. Yes, mine's the old gray one, but uh, they come in fun-filled colors now. But go to getgymboss.com, and what it does is you clip it on your uh, – I, I clip it on my sweatpants, and then I tell it, okay, uh, you know, uh, buzz, let me go uh, two minutes and then buzz and count for a minute. And so that minute will be the, the minute I walk, and then two minutes will be the time I go faster. She says, insert mini workouts into your day. That can do wonders for your waistline. If you don't have a time for a full cardio workout, do five to ten minute increments. Walk up and down the stairs. Get on a cardio machine. Go for a walk. Do steps or jump rope. If you weight train, one set of 12 reps will help you maintain your muscle mass for a short time if you don't have time to get your full workout in. Uh, I told you a while ago, I've been, I have my weights right here. I can't reach them, though, but they clink. Um, and a lot of times if I'm watching something on my computer, I'll sit here and do curls. Um, she says, focus on the big three weight training exercises in the gym, which is a chest press or a push-up, a leg press or a squat, and lat pull-down or a row. These compound moves will target most of your muscle groups. She says, between shopping and your next holiday bash, try the following basic moves for one minute each to burn extra calories and raise your energy level. Uh, do one minute of squats, one minute of push-ups, and one minute plank. That is a killer. The plank just kills you. Uh, with a little advanced planning and a healthy dose of self-discipline, this could be the year that you come through the holiday season a bit more fit. So that again is from Maria Ferris, who is a registered dietitian, a personal trainer, advanced health and fitness specialist, and freelance writer based out of Samash, Washington. She's also considered to be one of the Western Washington's premier fitness and nutrition experts. So there you go. Some tips for getting ahead at the beginning of the year. All right. So I started off the podcast and yeah, you know, I'm three pounds up since the last time I talked to you. And I'm trying to figure out why, because we kind of say this is a no nonsense. And really what it is, is it's nonsense. It's laziness. Um, and really what I have are excuses. Uh, I've told you I, I've been out of uh, work here and I've been doing consulting work. Now, the interesting thing is when you do consulting work online, you are competing against people who literally will, you know, take $4 an hour. And I can't really survive on $4 an hour. The good news is I have secured a part-time job teaching at a uh, local college. So that'll keep the lights on. And uh, Monday... Uh, the 28th, I have a job interview for a full-time job of a job I really, really, really want. And the good news is I aced the first two interviews. So I'm thinking God is going to bless me on Monday. I sure hope so. That would be cool. Uh, but I've been working a lot um, because when you make half as much as you used to, you have to work twice as many hours. Now, the other thing I noticed is when I had a job, I would get up and walk around. I would go up and walk. I, we had uh, our building. It was a really long building. I would get up and walk the length of the building, go upstairs, walk the length of the building, come down the other set of steps, come back and go to my desk. I would do that, I don't know, once every two hours or so. Just get up and do a little quick five-minute break. I don't do that here. I, I sit on a folding chair for hours and just hack away at stuff and record podcasts and do audio and make videos and things like that for people and uh, make websites for people. And, uh, you know... um, I'm getting no exercise, I'm not, and I, I know every day I wake up and go, yeah, I should go to the gym first. Well, the first thing is, uh, yeah, the gym membership, even though they take it out every month, um, yeah, they're, they're kind of mad at me because the last time they tried to take out my gym membership, it bounced. Again, the good news is part-time job is in the bag, so that should not be a problem. But 
once I get that paid up, I do plan on going back to the gym, especially now that I have the blessing of my wife to say, look, I know you're going to take time away from me. That's all right. You want to get healthy, you go get healthy, which is very cool. I just wish I could talk her into coming in with me. Um, the other thing, though, and I want your opinion on this because, again, I'm not a doctor, not a trainer, but is there ever a time I, – I was thinking about this because I was just focused so much on on trying to keep the lights on and get the bills paid and not ruin my credit score and things of this nature that I was just so focused on work. And I was thinking about – remember how you learned about Maslow, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Um, it's – it's uh, oh, what the heck is this hierarchy of needs? Oh, yes, your basic survival was uh, food, shelter, uh, safety needs, your psychological needs, and then there was self-actualization. And if you think about it, self-actualization, I guess, would be where staying fit comes into play, maybe? What do you think? Because it's basic needs, safety needs, psychological needs, self-actualization, and then peak experiences. And so in my case, uh, the basic survival needs were in grave jeopardy. in terms of safety needs, uh, that's another thing. We, there may not be a podcast for a couple weeks here again because I'm actually moving. We're moving into a much less expensive uh, place to live. So if there's no podcast for a while, that's why I'm, I'm fine. Hopefully I'm exercising uh, while I'm gone. But uh, we're moving next week. Um, in fact, I'll be packing most of this week. And so I thought about it. Is, is it are there times when we're, we're setting ourselves up to fail? Because if you're so worried. Now I have two schools of thought on this. So just hang on with me and then you can leave a comment out of the show notes. Cause this is just, this is me just talking to you and I would like your opinion on this. When things are bad and you're worried about how you're going to pay the bills and your phone is one day from getting shut off and you finally talk them into letting it go and you know, things are just, it happens. Right. And, and checks are bouncing and, and, uh, that's the way things are. It's hard to focus on staying healthy because basically you could care less. You got other fish to fry. And so the the problem with that, as soon as that attitude of, you know what, I don't care. When we let that creep in, then we get into, number one, I looked at my stats. There were a couple of days I didn't track any of my calories. Um, I lost my Fitbit in Cincinnati somehow. I don't know how I lost my Fitbit. I was so bummed because I told you how I washed my old one and someone graciously donated the new Fitbit. I loved it. I loved it for, you know, a couple weeks. And somehow I always had it clipped to my front pocket and I never had a problem with my old one. I mean, that bad boy was in there to stay, but this bad boy popped out somewhere in Cincinnati because I got, when I got back home, I had the clip still on my pocket, but the Fitbit was nowhere to be found. I've pretty much turned my car upside down. And unfortunately, you know, hopefully Santa will bring me a Fitbit for Christmas because uh, I really miss that. That was a great motivational tool. I really love the Fitbit. If you're, if you're not, if you're new to the show, what a Fitbit is, it's this little gizmo. It's like a, a pedometer on steroids and you just clip it to your, your pants or whatever. Apparently at this point, you, you might want to make sure that bad boy's in the, the little harness there. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it tracks your, it also tracks the new ones, tracks how much, uh, how many stairs you've gone up and it'll track your sleep, which is cool. It, it does all sorts of stuff and it's 99 bucks. I mean, which isn't cheap, but unlike things like the uh, body bug, which I still love my body bug, but uh, I, I was using the Fitbit. 
um, because the Fitbit, you can see how many steps you've taken. Everything's right there. And then the cool thing is, is when you, you have this little station that you plug into your computer and when you get within like 15 feet of it, it uploads your stats to their website. And their website's free. Now they have a super jumbo deluxe version that's like five bucks a month, something like that. But I really miss my Fitbit. Um, so that, that kind of, I, I didn't realize how much that motivated me. And so I actually dug out my old Omron pedometer. And here I am sitting in front of the computer. And, you know, by the end of the day, I'm taking 3,000 steps, if that. And I was like, ooh, no wonder you're gaining weight there, bucko. Which is why I love my pedometer, which is why I love my Fitbit. It was, for me, it was something that kicked me in the pants and said, okay, uh, fatty, get up, you know, and move. So now that's kind of an excuse because, you know, I knew I wasn't moving. I was sitting in a chair for 12 hours a day. You know, and that's where I go, come on, no nonsense here. Get up, move. So I just started the day. It's Saturday here. I just walked for 30 minutes. Um, I will walk for another 30 minutes after lunch and because uh, it's cold outside. And uh, But my, my question, I'm sorry, I had a complete tangent there with the Fitbit, um, which I'm going to come back to that in a minute. But the, uh, the thing to think here, my question is, are there times when not that you should just eat whatever you want, but should you just kind of go, you know what, I'm going to maintain where I'm at if I'm overweight and I'm going to take the energy and focus that I would put on my weight and I'm going to sink it into the things that are making my life miserable. So instead of spending time at the gym, maybe I'm going to spend that time with my family. Maybe I'm going to spend that time with my spouse because my marriage is in trouble. Um, maybe I'm going to spend that time and... I'm going to go over my finances and see if I can find any ways to to cut some some spending. Um, maybe I'm going to find that time and, and maybe look for a new job or whatever. Because you're so focused on the caca that is your life. My worry is then that if you then try to lose weight, you're kind of so you have so much baggage that it's hard. And then I wonder if you're setting yourself up for fail now. As I say that and I hear the words come out of my mouth, I go, no, that's a bunch of crap, I think. Because here's the other thing. Because you have so much going on that's just clogging your mind, you're going to have a lot of stress. And you read any article about stress, and one of the biggest health benefits of exercise is reduced stress. People that exercise sleep better. And let's face it, you've probably got things that are on your mind that are keeping you up at night. So exercise is good. So that's this is the flip side of it. So we heard the other side where you kind of want to go, uh, I'm just going to do it later. I'm not going to worry about it now. Well, realize there's, it's never a bad time to exercise. It will help reduce stress. It will, you know, make you feel better. It, it releases endorphins when you exercise. And this is where so here I am, and I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, man, I, I quit kind of tracking things for a bit. Um, I actually walked on Thanksgiving. Um, according to my Lose It, uh, you can um, – I ended up really not too bad. Um, I did go into the red a little, but nothing like I used to do. And, uh, you know, so when – we've talked about this before. When the wheels fall off the wagon and you're like, uh, all right, I got to pick myself up, dust myself off. What do, you, what do you have to do? What do you have to establish? And that is simply, for me, it's, it's knowing the why. So I went back to the website, LogicalLoss.com, 
And I'm kind of bummed because I wrote this in December of 2009. I wrote this two years ago. And for me, I started to think about the ways I benefit from being thinner. I will have pride. I will feel good about myself. I'll be more confident, which is actually helpful when you're going on job interviews. And uh, I will have pride in myself for doing something that was hard. My piggy bank, you know, money is a great motivator for me. Uh, you don't realize how much you, you uh, need money until you don't have any. <laughs> you know, we all have to maximize our income and eliminate senseless spending. Um, what I pay in sweat today, I will save in money tomorrow. And because you won't have to be paying money for all these drugs. And then the last one for me is longevity. I have stepchildren who are teenagers. One is getting married in June. And I know we'll eventually be a step-grandfather. And I look forward to raising my grandchildren. And then the last thing is happiness. As I think about how I would feel if I was proud of myself, if I had enough money to help me avoid living paycheck to paycheck, if I had enough energy and flexibility to physically enjoy my later years free of medicine, I just I can describe that word in one word, and that is happy. So for me, I have to bring back my mantra of pride, money, longevity, and happiness. Pride, money, longevity, and happiness. You know, it's something I've somewhere got off the track. I lost some of my tools and, uh, you know, I, I stepped on the scale today. I was like 210, seriously. And uh, I went, all right, well, back to the drawing board and I just need to be consistent. I, I keep thinking about that guy that wrote me the review on iTunes that said, would you just put into practice what you've been talking about? And that's really what's missing here. And so I'm hoping um, with some things going on that um, we can start uh, together losing weight. Um, if you want to be my friend, I just put a new thing on the website. Um, it says be, be Dave's friend at loseit.com. It's a big orange scale. Uh, if you want to uh, be my friend at Lose It, that's what I'm using right now to track my calories. It's a free program and you can use it on your iPhone or your iPad. Uh, you can do that as well. All right, last little thing. This is from the uh, forums. If you go out, and i got to start participating more in the forums. There's some great conversations going out here, and I'm missing them. Um, this is from the equipment review. Somebody said, hey, consider a treadmill. So Jonathan said, at the moment, I swear that a treadmill is the way to go. I've had my treadmill nearly a year. I used it daily until April, then I got sick, and then it took me until October to get back on it. Um, at the moment, it was summer in my part of the world. Temperatures um, are good. I can look out the window in the, the garden I, um, and I start to walk. While walking, I can listen to podcasts, which I've discovered make the time on the treadmill quality time. Learn something while you're exercising. And um, let me go down to another one where Stephen, I guess it's Steffers, 1800, said, My first job of college was at a sporting goods star, store. The one thing I made sure of when buying the treadmill was that it has something called a continuous motor or an industrial motor. Industrial is more for gyms. Um, the continuous motor will run at the same pace and is not easily affected by your weight or stride as some of the cheaper motors. In treadmills, you will get what you pay for. So keep in mind when you are looking, ask for sales associate for their honest opinion, uh, then ask them which ones they had the fewest complaints about, then ask which one they would sell to their mother. Don't ask which ones not to get because they uh, have most likely been told not to talk bad about their equipment. Uh, my treadmill is a health rider that I've had for four years. It was used regularly for the first four months, specifically for the next three years. 
sporadically, he says, for the next three years and is now being used regularly. Uh, it has a feature called iFit, which I can hook up to the audio inputs on my laptop and I can go to iFit.com and stream workouts to it. That's pretty cool. It's way cool because I've learned I cannot count on myself to honestly adjust the workout. I also keep hand weights by the treadmill so that if I'm having more uh, asthmatic feeling, I can burn more calories while walking. Uh, I also think treadmill under perfection says is a good equipment for weight loss, not only treadmill over uh, not only treadmill, other weight loss equipments are also good. The most important thing is that motivation for dedication of the person. If he or she is dedicated, then freehand exercises can also reduce your body weight. Um, a continuous motor. And uh, sounds like you might want to look and see if your, make sure your treadmill has an iFit. I've, I've heard of iFit before because I know Jillian Michaels has some, uh, I fit things. So I'm actually going to click on this real quick. Let's watch this together, shall we? I absolutely love working out with Jillian Michaels. She's amazing. I watch her on TV. Okay, that's exciting. Let me move the She's mic. She's also got these I fit programs. We want results. So let's take this incline up to 6%. Okay, so you can, uh, you can get Jillian to yell at you. All right, well, hang in there. When I, again, just so you know, I'm, I'm moving this week. So the next couple weeks are going to be horrible for me. I'm not sure if I'm going to have time to uh, cut a podcast. I will try. In the meantime, you stay focused. I'm going to stay focused. I should burn a lot of calories because half my stuff is in the basement, and there's nothing more fun than packing up everything you own and uh, going up flights of stairs. And we're moving to a second-story apartment. We're actually moving from a house into an apartment because we used to have three kids, and now we got one. And so we're going to downsize, uh, get ourselves out of debt, refocus and then come back in a few years and uh, maybe move to a different state. We've got a couple plans going, but right now we're going to downsize and downgrade and uh, refocus and reboot and uh, get for get ready for life 2.0. So uh, hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I'm very thankful that uh, you listened. Oh, I did want to mention one last thing. I knew I was going to forget this. All right. I told you how I lost my, my, uh, Fitbit. And if you want to see what a Fitbit is, go to logicalloss.com forward slash Fitbit. It's really cool. And uh, a friend of mine told me, oh man, you should use stuff back. And I go, what is stuff back? And it, it's S-T-U-F-F-B-A-K.com. And what it is, it's this company where you get stickers and you put them on your stuff. And then there's a number and it says stuffback.com. And so if somebody had found my Fitbit, they could type in this number and it would say, here, go to you know, the, the local FedEx or, or wherever. And they will pay for the shipping and then they get a reward. Typically it's 20 bucks and I would pay $20 to get my Fitbit back. And you can buy all sorts of different shapes and sizes of stickers from small to tall to big to all sorts of different things. And they say they've done different studies. I actually watched the video on this. A couple different news stations tested this and 70% of the time, people got their stuff back. So if you have you ever lost your phone, that's horrible. I remember once I lost my day timer. Oh, I thought I was going to have a cow. And, you know, uh, my iPod, everything is getting smaller and smaller. And it's easier and easier to lose. Or that USB drive or your CD-ROMs or whatever. Um, so I went over to Stuffback. Uh, again, it's S-T-U-F-F-B-A-K. And... Uh, if you use the coupon code DAVE10, that is D-A-V-1-0, you get 10% off. 
So uh, check that out. All right, and that is going to do it for this edition of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Stay focused, stay determined. Remember, eat right. And, and just think about this. It really comes down to a matter of choices. I talked about this a couple episodes ago. Just start making good choices. Make your next choice a good one. And then rather lince, rather lince, repeat, lather, rinse, repeat. And uh, I will see you thinner. You'll see me thinner in our next episode. Take care. Be safe there during the holidays. Don't get uh, beat up at Walmart or whatever when you're going for that Xbox. And uh, we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free. 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just it. Diet. Thin. Not till you lie. Thin. I want smaller thighs. Thin. But I realize. I guess I'll